It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. And we are finally, finally back recording. Well, we're not in studio. We're outside the studio. I think you guys can hear that we are right outside the Core Extra studio on the uh, balcony. Uh, we have a nice wooded area back here, and it's raining. Raining, raining hard. <laughs> yes, raining. But because we want to make sure we get our podcast in, we thought we'd sit in the rain. Or technically, we're under a shelter, but it's okay. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done this. We've tried to stay away from each other due to the coronavirus, but right now that we're six feet apart or ten feet or whatever, we can come out here and do this. Right. And we want to get back because all of our fans miss us. That's right. I have uh, thanks for all the emails and all the tweets and all the Instagram questions you guys uh, asking where we are when we're coming back. I mean, we've both done some solo uh, podcast, but it feels good to be back, uh, back doing it uh, as advertised, Kurt and Steve. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I, I'm um, looking forward to getting back together weekly. Exactly. And we've got our place now. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, the studio was closed. You know, we had to disinfect the studio. We had a, a company come in and uh, totally disinfect it from top to bottom. And now we're not going to allow any more of those bands in for a long time. No, they, they're filthy. Filthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're different. Plus, filthy. we also take donations now to redo the studio. <laughs> right. So, so we're back at it. But right now, we're outside. It's a horrible day. It's raining. It's dark. It rains every day, it seems like. It does. It does seem like it rains every day. But last week. Uh, and it's summer. Yeah. Yeah, it's summer. Uh, just what, Friday? Or something? Yeah. So, you know, so I have to tell you guys a quick story. So last night, Steve called me because he was... Uh, Terry's Dairy Bar. We yeah, even gave a shout out. Yeah, where is that at? Terry's where? Dairy Bar in Lynchburg, Ohio. Big shout out to Terry's Dairy Bar. So why don't you describe that thing that you ate or drank or scooped up at Terry's Dairy Bar? Okay, Terry's Dairy Bar, and, and I may, may be saying it wrong. I, I, it might be like Terry's Grocery, but if you look up Terry's Dairy Bar, you'll find it. They have, well, first of all, let's face it, no one ever heard of them before. Right. Then one of our local DJs, I guess they call them DJs still. I'm not sure anymore on the radio. He uh, or she posted on her Facebook page that she went here. And got a shake. Okay. The shakes are unbelievable. And, and tr- they're only $10. Now you say $10 for a shake, that's a lot because you can go to your local place and get one for three fifty. Exactly. But these shakes, there's about 10 different ones that you can get. I got the strawberry shortcake shake. Now listen, now get this. It was a strawberry shake a giant strawberry shake with a strawberry shortcake cake on top of that. Wait a minute. The cake is in. It's on top. Is, is on top of. It's the, on top of the shake. Okay. The cake is. All right. 
Then there's strawberries put on top of the cake. Oh, well, of course. And then on top of the strawberries is ice cream. And on top of the ice cream is whipped cream. <laughs> and then there are two sugar wafers, strawberry sugar wafers <laughs> stuffed in the side. And stuffed on the other side is a gigantic ice cream sandwich bar. Now, so you're getting $10. You're getting your money's worth. Trust that's me. As big, that's, is, that's like big enough for a family to eat. Everybody there got those. I mean, there'd be people that had kids that were one, two, three years old. They got one. And everybody got them, took pictures of them. Yeah. Put it on the Facebook page. I'll, 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 I'll put a picture on Twitter later. Well, by the time this comes on, it already, I'll, yeah. I'll have it on there. I mean, it, it was, it's, let's put it this way. It's an experience. Um, we it's had to wait an hour, 20 minutes to get it. It's an emergency room experience. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think these people were expecting to be put on someone's Facebook page. Kind of like the course or podcast would like to be put on someone's Facebook page. Right. So we could go universal here, worldwide. We're already but, worldwide. We are worldwide. That's right. We are, aren't we? So, um, but anyway, they have one window. One person takes the orders and one person in the back makes them. And it takes like, seriously, three minutes to make each one of these. Mm. But they come in strawberry shortcake. They come in a cotton candy one, which is a whole bag of cotton candy on top of the shake. No lie. (laughs) Just big. A whole bag of cotton candy on top of a shake. They have a princess one that comes with uh, the vanilla ice cream, and then they put sprinkles, and then on top of that is a piece of cake, and on top of that is a tiara. A tiara? Yeah. An edible tiara? No, no. And a ring. Oh, yeah? A plastic ring. So, yeah, and there's 10 of them. I mean, if, if you're ever there... You got to stop just to see. And the pizza was fantastic on the inside. They have a pizza place. It's like a deli. It's the only place in Lynchburg. I mean, whoever heard of the place before? <laughs> right. So, so did you share this thing, or did no? Everybody got their own. Everybody got their own. So I know the listeners want to know. I already know the answer to this. But so later on that night, how did you feel? I felt horrible. <laughs> I literally got home and took six tums and two Vicodin. <laughs> I was a hurting pup for about an hour and a half. But and it's then, like an hour drive. So yeah. So so driving home, you was miserable. No, no. Oh, it, it oh. just hit me about eight o'clock. Oh, oh, it, it hadn't. All so it could have been the dairy. Yet. You know, I'm getting old. Right. Could have been the dairy. So it didn't all settle in yet. No, it didn't all settle in. Got rock hard stomach. Thought I had to go to the emergency room. So did you uh, make sure your life alert was all charged up in case all you All charged up, life alert. But yeah, I'm serious. It was, it was okay, it's an experience. Let's put it that way. You go there. Uh, I'm not going again. Right. You know, it's just too far. Right. But you can say you went there. You can say you had them. Um, and, that, and that's the main thing. So, mean, what, so, so did they have a chocolate one? Because I like chocolate malts. You could just get regular things. Well, oh. Okay, they had a, a Buckeye malt, chocolate peanut butter, and then it had 11 Buckeyes on sticks sticking out of it. Like those Buckeye candy? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're getting your $10 worth. Right. You know, whether, you, I mean, and you literally, 
you literally could share these. Well, it sounds like it. But uh, they, the malt is not so much what it is. It's the presentation. Right. Because the malts are only about 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. Everything piled up. Then one lady spilled hers walking away. It <laughs> fell on her shirt. All of it. Ice oh, cream. I cake. wish we'd have had a picture oh, of that yeah. to put on a, a video of that. I would have paid her to do it again. Everybody in line went, oh. But then they they placed their order. Yeah. They they placed their order. They're like, oh, that's sad. Now, can I have a uh, chocolate pecan? The banana splits? If you like a banana split? Right. I've never seen one that big before. Right. They were 10 bucks, banana splits. But, I mean, it was as big as this table. Sounds like um, they got a good thing going there. Well, they do now. I mean, it's the place to be. They got a little promo. I don't know if they really even wanted that. Right. Well, I'm sure they like the bit. Ten bucks a pop. Hell yeah. So that's when you know it's summertime. When you when you get a malt. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't. I, you know, I only get a few malts a year, but it starts in June. I try to limit myself because if you guys are, uh, heard any of our Vegas episodes, we talked a little bit about. Um, matter of fact, there's an episode from two years ago in Vegas where I went to the malt shop. Remember. Yeah, I do remember. And I forgot the lady's name, but it's on our list. If you go back, it was the best malt I ever had. And it's uh, right it's right across from the wonderful El Cortez Hotel. It's and right, Casino. And Casino. It's right across the street from there. But speaking of Vegas, we are scheduled to go back to Vegas September the 12th. And we'll be there for three or four days. Uh, that is the uh, September the 13th is a Sunday. And that is the first game, NFL game. Maybe. Depending on, depending on what happens. So we're going to be back in Vegas. And um, I, ta- I didn't even tell Steve this yet, but I've ta- been talking to the El Cortez almost weekly. And um, we're going to have a good setup out there, and uh, we're ready to roll. Are Everything- they giving us the presidential suite again? Well, they haven't decided. Because of the virus, you know, I guess they're trying to maximize everything they do, uh, maximize the profits, I guess. But they've cleaned up. So we have plenty of time to see. How it's going out there before we go. Uh, September the 12th. So look forward to that. We already have lined, a couple people lined up we're going to talk to. And we already have some ideas what we're going to do on the street. And uh, a little teaser. There's a woman out there on the street that I talked to last year. She didn't do a podcast. But I talked to last year. And she claims, she claims that she can disappear. She claimed, I don't remember her. I didn't tell you about it because we didn't talk to her. But she claimed to me that if I point the camera at her, she can disappear. She knows a, a, an illusion. She's acting like she can really do it, but you know, you know how that is. You know how that is. That's what magicians do. They say, "Oh, this is yeah, yeah." But um, but she claims with no takes, no cuts, we can point the camera at her and she would disappear. Um, well, we and then, of course, that. reappear. I guess she can reappear because she was there when I was talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so we're, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've been swapping emails with her. She claims she's going to be right there on Fremont, and uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll see. Well, make sure you tell everybody that while we're out there, like last year, we had the party room. We had the big right. Forrester podcast party. Right. You're more than welcome to come. So Vegas is all set. We're, we're ready to go. So, Steve, you know, in the last episode, I talked about the my creepy experience at 
Stonehenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, we've been talking about doing paranormal shows around Halloween. Yes. But, you know, paranormal things happen uh, all the time. All the time. Now, especially to us. Especially to us. Now, I, I called Steve the other night. You know, I was in the studio watching TV because, you know, we have, we, have a, oh, we have a big screen down here in the studio. And I was watching this show on Amazon called The Hat Man about this dark figure that comes in your house. And he's dressed like an undertaker, right? All these people have seen it. I'll leave that right there, and I will get back to the hat man maybe in the next episode. Maybe. Yes, the hat man. But So anyway, it made me remember a time that I saw, which I think I saw, a figure in the park here in Cincinnati. So we have a park here in Cincinnati called Eden Park, E-D-E-N Park. It's right, it's right in the city. So a long time ago in high school, me and my buddy Benson, you know my buddy Benson. So we were in the Eden Park. We were cutting through Eden Park. The park closes at like 10 o'clock. Right. Okay, so we were in the park, and it was like 10.30. So we were just hanging out in the park in the car, drinking some Coca-Colas, you know, because I was in high school. I was too young to drink beer. So we were just hanging out in the park, having some Coca-Colas, like Nicolas Cage said in Raising yeah. Arizona. <laughs> and um, so the police came by. Police came by and says, hey, you guys got to get out of the park. Park closed at 10. Oh, I misspoke. It was like 9.30. He said, you guys got to get out of the park. Park closed in half an hour. I said, okay. So now it's like 10 o'clock. We're supposed to leave. So as we're sitting there right by the gazebo, we see this woman walking down the, the, the pathway to the gazebo. So we said, well, we better get out of here, you know. She might be a cop because we really couldn't see no. her because she might be a cop telling us to get out of here. We got to get out of here. So we gather up our Coca-Cola cans and um, we put them in a the bag because you don't want to litter. And we're watching where she's going, right? We turn around. We don't see her. So we think like, oh, man, she's hiding in the bushes or something, trying to ambush us, you know. So we throw our stuff away and we walk them back to the car. We turn around. We don't see her. Now, it's hard to describe, but in the setup, there's in where the gazebo is, there's not, like, places to hide. I sure, mean, if I you're walking towards yeah. it, you know. You said, so we never saw her again. So I never, ever thought of it again. That was the end of it. No big deal. Well, what did she look like? Any idea? She looked like she had on dark clothes, and she looked like she had on, like, a black hat. You know how you, know how you see, like, SWAT team members with all black? and yeah. they got about, That's what it kind of looked like to us at the time. So, fast forward to, I mean, all the way to, to when I'm in, like, my 40s. Uh, I read about this woman that's supposed to be haunting Eden Park right at the gazebo, dressed in all black, right? So, I really don't think about it. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So, here's where I took an interest in the story, and now I'm convinced that I saw this woman. And I saw the apparition or the ghost. Here's what happens. Here's how it ties together. About three or four years ago, Steve and I go to the um, in a taste of the NFL at the Cincinnati Bengals Stadium. I remember that. It's, they have all these food booths. They have all this. Well, in your uh, price of admission, in the price of admission, all your food and drinks are free. 
Remember that? Yeah. So they had this stuff called Who Day Punch. <laughs> I remember that. And uh, it was basically punch. It's basically what it was. All right. So then while I'm standing there getting the Who Day Punch, this guy says to me, guy I don't know, he said, you should taste it. And I said, what is it? He said, it's George Remus Bourbon. Remus, R-E-M-U-S. So I'm never, I personally never heard of George Remus. So I drink it. Oh, man, it tastes great. So I start looking into who this George Remus is. Here's the story of who George Remus okay. is. So way back in the day when Al Capone was a was Al Capone, Prohibition and all of that. Back in the 20s. Back in the 20s. Even before that, there's a guy from Cincinnati. No, I think he was born in Chicago named George Remus. So he was a pharmacist. He was a pharmacist, then attorney. Then he became an attorney. Well, then he figured out, basically, he could make more money bootlegging alcohol oh, than yeah. he could anything else. So George Remus actually was the person that was supplying Capone, and, and when I say Capone, I mean all of organized crime, with alcohol, the bootleg alcohol. Because George Remus is considered the king of the bootleggers. Now, he was actually a generation before Capone. So when Capone was reaching his heights, uh, Remus was an older guy by this yeah. time. Right. So he was considered the king of the bootleggers. So Remus moves here to Cincinnati on the west side of Cincinnati in an area called Price Hill. And I mean, he had loads of money. I mean, when you, when you look at, the amount, well, like when you say back then a guy made a million dollars bootlegging, that's eh, like $10 million oh, now. Least, yeah. So Remus used to have these lavish parties on the west side of town, and, of course, all these politicians and everything would be there. So Remus's wife is named Imogene. So he marries this woman, Imogene Remus. You know. Now, I don't know what it was like, but I imagine Remus was not like a great guy. <laughs> you know, he was probably a player. You know, I'm just going out on the yeah, limb. I don't know right? many gangsters that aren't yeah, players. Because he's basically a gangster. Look at Tony Soprano. Right. So what happens is the feds catch up with old George, right? Now, by this time, he has an empire. You know, I mean, he's made millions. And, again, you can just multiply that millions. When you say catch up, did they get him on bootlegging oh, or, him, or tax oh, evasion everything. or something? You know what I mean? They yeah. got everything. So here's what happens. Here's where the story gets interesting. So Remus goes to jail, okay? He's in prison. The feds put a guy in there with him, an agent. At the time, they called him like a revenue agent, you know, yeah. whether it's ATF yeah. sure. or whatever. They put a guy in the cell with him to try to get information on Remus so they can take down his operation totally, right? So sure enough, Remus details everything. You know how it is. Well, you know, you you, right. you did 20 years, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you had a stretch. I had four or five cellmates in my 20 <laughs> at years. At the same time. At the same time. <laughs> they just packed you into They the put place. me in one of those prisons down in Venezuela, you know. <laughs> right. 40, so, 50 people in a head time. So Remus details everything to this guy, right? The millions and everything. All right, guy gets out. So the feds pull him out. This guy quits. Resigns from the feds, hooks up with Remus's wife, oh. and they robbed Remus blind. 
because this guy knows where all the money is, right? Yeah. So Imogene basically goes through Remus's money, sells sells off all of his stuff, and gives him a hundred dollars. So Remus has a hundred dollars. All right. So old George gets out of prison. He gets out, files for divorce. Okay. Yep. Now in October, I think it was 1927. October, I think it was, but the month was October. The divorce is final. So Imogene Remus and her driver and the daughter, because George and Imogene had a daughter, they're in the car going to sign the divorce papers. Well, old George is in the car behind them, and there's a chase through Eden Park. Uh, you know, he's trying to catch the yeah. car. So Imogene, it turns out, is dressed in all black because she is mourning the death of her marriage. And it, that's, that's what okay. came out afterwards. Chase through the thing. They stopped. It gets the car stopped. George gets out, guns Imogene down. Where? Right there in Eden Park, right by the gazebo. Oh. Guns Imogene down yeah. right there. Daughter gets out. I don't remember if he shot the driver or not, but I know he killed Imogene, so Imogene's dead. Dressed in all black. Right in Eden Park, right by the gazebo. So now George is in trouble, right? So get this. George claims temporary insanity because he was so devastated by what she had done and the divorce. And gets off. He gets off. He gets off and lives his life to the fullest after that. Marries another woman and and uh, lives to, I think, in his 80s, I think. So here's the deal. The theory is, or the story is, or the legend is, that Imogene still haunts that gazebo right around there, dressed in all black. That's pretty cool. Now. That was 40 years in the making for you. Yeah, it was. Really? Because... I didn't know I saw Imogene Remus. Yeah, right. You know? So get this. Remus was the first person to get off on temporary insanity. I did not know that. He kind of created that temporary insanity. Really? Yeah. Because uh, he kind of created that. Shit. Yeah. Um, so he got off, and then that was the end of it. So I think as a teenager, I think I saw Imogene Remus. You know? Now, Ooh. every time I... Drink some Remus. I, I think I see Imogene Remus. <laughs> I see all kind of things when I drink Remus. Well, I saw when we were out in Vegas and you drank too much and well, every barmaid was Imogene. Imogene. That's right. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was saying. Do you remember the the one that got us the drinks? He told her she looked like uh, Suzanne Summers. Suzanne <laughs> Summers. And look, I was trying to get a free drink. Then it dawned on me. Yeah, oh, we get free. free drink. Right. Jesus. I said, oh, you look like Suzanne Summers, thinking that, oh, she brings us back. But uh, she did give us a double that one time. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, we was in the high limit room. All right. So <laughs> Passing through. Yeah, passing through. High limit room. She did. We did tip her well. Yeah. Um, but that's my paranormal story for this week. That, that's, that's pretty good. I like that one. Because now, I'm not, now I went over there the other day to take a picture. It was in broad daylight. But you know, I'm not going. Of course, I'm not going over there at night. Cause, no. Of course, if you guys have, you can go back and listen to one we did a couple of years ago, the Cinema Strangler. Of course, Steve and I always think that somebody's yeah. trying to kill us. So 
I know Imogene hasn't killed anybody. But if I go over there at night, she'll kill me. She'll th- because she knows I drink Remus. Re- That's right. You, you see what I mean? The revenge factor. So what I might do is go over there and leave a bottle of Remus and see if she drinks it. Come back the next day. See if it's broke. It'll be, well, you leave a bottle of Remus in Eden Parks. <laughs> It'll be gone the next day. And if, I, and if I come back and it's gone, Imogene drank it. Imogene drank it. I mean, that's called evidence where I'm from. You, you made a good point about you won't go over there at night. No. Well, yes, I do, actually. But, do, have you ever, well, but my point is, have you ever watched any of the, well, there must be one on every station now, ghost channels. You know, oh, where, yeah, yeah. And they always go into the houses at night. Right. And the ghosts don't know where they're at because they say they're trapped in time. Right. You know. So they only come out at night. <laughs> why don't they come out in the daytime? I think if you went in the day, why would you go into a place at night? Number one, you can't see where you're going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that would be number one. <laughs> number one, you can't see where you're going. Number two, it's just ridiculous. I wouldn't go anywhere at night. I don't even go in my house at night. <laughs> I turn the lights on. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, sitting around in I'm the dark. With that. I, I don't understand that part. Why? And then all the ghost hunters, they have all their fancy equipment, all their electromagnetic thingamajews, and, and then as soon as they hear a noise, they run out of the house. They run out of the house. They're scared to death. They're there to find something. As soon as they find something, they run away. They run away. Well, what I like is they'll find some ghost from, you know, 1312 that, that, that is from uh, Lithuania, but it speaks English. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, they, yeah. They always, hear, they always hear it saying stuff like, leave the house. In perfect English. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. You know. I guess. Or it's, or it's, did he say leave the house? <laughs> right. Say, and, and then the, the TV will go, they'll put the little words there and it really sounds like exactly well the one you know my favorite i think they finally took it off was finding bigfoot i think the thing was on i'm not exaggerating i think it was on like 10 seasons and it's stupid they never uh, you know they weren't gonna find bigfoot no because i know where bigfoot is he's out in seattle but but yeah but so that's my story and and Steve and I talk about this type of stuff all the time because I think I mentioned just a few minutes ago about the Hat Man on oh. on Amazon. Now, you guys have to watch that. You only I'm going to be honest with you. It's a documentary. You only need to watch like half an hour because after that it's all the same. People telling these stories about this guy that comes in the middle of the night with a hat on. He looks like an undertaker. He looks like the undertaker from the WWF. That's how he looks and walks and moves. Now, I'm telling you all that because, and I'll just leave this here and get into details in the next episode, but I've seen that hat man, and Steve can verify this because I've told him this 30 years ago that I, this is not something new, right? No. But we'll talk about that next time. So Steve was telling me last night when we talked, he said he had a paranormal story he could tell. So, so here's Steve's paranormal story. Well, I, I can tell you this, and now this is not – Per se, mine. But if you check our Halloween issue, I have some that my grandma told me. Well, this is another one that my grandma told me. Now, my grandma was very in tune to the spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story she would tell, she would always call my mom. When I was a little kid, she would always call my mom, and she would say, um, 
I just saw your father at the back gate. Mm-hmm. Or I just saw your father. And now he had died. Oh, my mom was 16. So, I mean, he'd be, she, my grandma would be calling the house when my mom was in her 40s. I just saw your father at the back gate. Your mm-hmm. father was standing next to my bed. So, okay. and I would talk to my grandma and I'd say, Grandma, really? Did you really? Yes. And she showed me a picture of what he looked like. Okay. So, and then he was pretty cool. I mean, you talk about George Remus. Right. This way he dressed, just like George, Gangster City. Right. I mean, he looked like this back in the 20s, Gangster City. So he was a lot older than my grandma was. And um, she said, I see him at the back fence. I see him here. I see him there, everywhere. Well, I thought maybe my grandma was, you know, losing it. Um, she might have had early dementia or something like that, which was altogether different than dementia now. Right. You know, dementia then, everybody laughed about it and it was all happy. And even the person that had it was happy. You know? They said he's senile. Yeah, yeah, senile. Not now. Now everybody's depressed. Um, but she told me that he was standing at the back door. Right. And he had his fedora on and his. Look at Al Capone. He looked just like him. Dressed just like him. Right. Well, everybody did. Yeah, everybody did. So I went over and spent the night with her one night. And she ran a kennel. So Now, now, did she run a kennel or did she run a kennel? She ran a kennel. (laughs) Air quotes, kennel. (laughs) So look that one up. But I will say she ran a, a, she sold dogs. And it wasn't like your puppy mill it was all 100 dogs lived in her house <laughs> okay and she fed them all she they ate before she did right i mean she loved her animal so i spent the night over there and she said she woke me up out of a sound sleep mm-hmm. well it wasn't sound there was 100 dogs walking around but you know <laughs> well, that's not not all of them went to bed at the same time you know? <laughs> right. so i look outside and there's one dog out there standing next to the fence looking up and just howling mm-hmm. you, know, ooh, you know well you know what a howl is um, i think probably everybody listening yeah, yeah. knows what a howl sounds like this was a little dog <laughs> not a big dog <laughs> <laughs> so i walk out to the fence because my grandma said there he is he's out there so i walk out to the fence that's, that's how your that's how you, that's how yeah. your grandmother sounds yeah there he is i see him he's out there right so I say, Grandma, I don't see anybody. So I go out to the fence, and there's this big tree by the fence. And I go out to the fence, and I grab the dog who's still howling. And as I turn to take the dog back in the house, I turn around, and there's a guy standing behind the tree, dressed as a gangster. Really? Yeah, a regular guy. He wasn't no ghost. He was just it, a regular it guy. It was a guy. It was a guy. So I'm thinking this is who she would see all the time. Right. Walking well, around their property. Well, why is the guy back there standing, standing back there dressed as a gangster? I don't know. Well, what did he say? Well, I can tell you this. My grandma lived right next, I mean, within 100 feet of Beverly Hills Supper Club. So maybe he oh, was. over in Kentucky. Yeah, over in Kentucky. Okay. So maybe he was going out the back door. Maybe they had some kind of show yeah, every like once in a while. Smoke break or something. And he was going out the back door mm-hmm. and maybe just even to take a pee. Outside, and so she was literally seeing. A she guy was literally outside. seeing 
Uh, uh, now, I can't say that she didn't see my grandpa. Right. But the time that I saw him, it was uh, that guy dressed wow. back there. And when I, when I looked around, when I saw him, I said, well, first it started me. I thought it might be the ghost. <laughs> right. And I said, hey, what's, and he said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just back here taking a break. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, do you come here a lot? And he said, well, you know, Beverly Hills right there. I just walk out the back door and come over. So I'm assuming that's who she saw all wow. these years. Now. Yeah. Did you ever tell her that? No. No. Because she, she really liked seeing my grandpa, I guess. Right, right, right. You know, so I didn't say nothing to her. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that, was, uh, that wasn't even a ghost story. That was just a silly story. Well, well, no, because it brings up, did she see him or did she sometimes well, see your grandpa? We need an expert to come in here and analyze this. Oh, story. yeah. I'm what's sure we can named, get one. Well, there's a guy you know named Tom that's a, pretty much an expert. Oh, on everything. In, on everything. On everything. We've got to get Tom on the podcast. Tom tried out for the band, remember? No. Yes. No, what? Oh, yes, I do remember. Yes, yes. But he couldn't get a whole song. <laughs> it was only the first part of 25 songs. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom knows the intro to like 100 songs. Yeah, 100 songs. But when you get to the second verse, he's out. He's out. It's like yes. that. Uh, Name that tune. Like that. Uh, Honeymooners episode where, <laughs> where, where uh, Ralph Cramden, uh, Ed Norton started everything on Swanee River. Remember on the piano, that yep. was his warm up song. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so paranormal stuff happens all around us, and I could, I could go on. I could tell you stories chilling. I don't know. I don't know why so many of them happen to me, but well, over you must the years, be a uh, a beacon to yeah, the paranormal. Be. So, yeah, wait till I tell you my hat man story the next week when we get together and talk. So what else is going on in Cincinnati? Oh, the big news in Cincinnati continues to be Joe Burrow. Yeah. Our, our quarterback drafted um, number one overall by the Bengals. Did you see what they said the other day? They said, they said um, he's so far ahead of where he's supposed to be as a rookie in studying the plays and stuff. They have to tell him to slow down. Yeah, I, I did see that. And I'm not so sure. I would rather have him just keep going farther and farther ahead. I think I would. Too. I don't want him to slow down. So, you know, they put a play in and he don't know what it is. But I wonder what that means, though. I, I, I mean, like, how is that? Well, here, I can tell you what it means. It means this, that the head coach, Zach Taylor, and the offensive coordinator want a break. And he want a break. And he's probably calling him. hey, look, we do <laughs> just wait till practice starts. Right. All right, we need to spend some time with our families. They're calling him. They're, they're, yeah, Joe's every day. Calling like, How about we do this? How? Okay. Okay, Joe. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very played much. it down in the NFL. You know, when you told me that uh, uh, Malt story, you know, I think I told you this, the um, conversation I had with, and you, this happened to you too. Uh, you know how you get those little punch cards? Punch cards, yeah. You're like you get, you like if you get five malts, you get a yeah on your next visit, right? You know, you know what I mean. So Steve and I were talking. I was telling the other day that it happened to me. It was I think I had to get like five coffees or eight or nine coffees, and you get the tenth coffee free. But so when I bought the ninth coffee, when I bought the tenth coffee, no, how does it work? You buy the ninth one, then the next one's free. Yeah, you get right. So I tried to get the free one while I was standing there. You wanted two coffees, basically. Right. Says so you can't do that. Say so you have to do it on your next visit. So of course, then I was like, "Well, if 
I go out and put this coffee in the car and come back in, yeah, that's my next visit. They said, no, 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 no. It has to be a separate visit. See that. So then I got to the thinking, like, well, do I have to drive home and come back? <laughs> I mean, if I go and drop it and put it in my car and come back, that's my next visit. So they basically said it has to be the next day. Now, see, I have, okay, you know how when you go to a fast food restaurant now, every time they give you a receipt, they say, call this number, take the survey, you get something free. Right. I've, I'll even give a shout out to Popeye's Chicken. Popeye's Chicken, please support the Core Extra Podcast. <laughs> um, I was in there and I got a two piece, sat down to eat. Uh-huh. Uh, they gave you the ticket. I mean, your receipt with mm-hmm. the telephone number. Mm-hmm. I called the telephone number on there, and I ate my lunch, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll have chicken for dinner. And I went up with that receipt, handed to him. They gave me a free. They gave you? They yeah, gave they you said, you, can, you know, it's all. It's just on. I could have done a semicircle, I guess, and come around. <laughs> Turn around twice. Turn around. I'm here. I'm here. So. Well, this and, particular place, and I won't name them, but they said it has to be a separate visit. And me going out to the car and coming back in is not it's no. got to be. Where else would you go for coffee except Starbucks? No, it wasn't Starbucks. It was a local place. That, speaking of that, well, no, I'm not going to say anything because Starbucks, we love your coffee. Support us. But so, there's another coffee shop that you was going to talk about. It's unnamed. Okay. So, yeah, we, we love our Starbucks. Support us. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't see any problem with I mean, I don't see why you can't just, I don't know what I'm saying. So, uh, you know, being outside, I do have bad allergies, and it is, you can probably hear the animals running around. I have nothing against animals, but when I hear animals, why is my hand shaking? But when I hear animals, uh, I just think about the allergies I'm going to get. You know, I have that seasonal, you know, but it's always bad. My seasonal allergy, the season runs from January 1st to December 31st, for me anymore. Are you allergic to the animals? I'm allergic to... Like bears? Uh, yeah, I have a really, really high al- allergy <laughs> to bears. I stay real far. Bears and lions and tigers. Lions, you know, bears, uh, sharks I'm allergic to. No, I... Uh, it's just the weather. It's just the weather. and But I used to be able to, like, if I see somebody with a dog, I'd say, hey, can I pet your dog? Well, it's not really, but if I pet a dog, it didn't bother me. But now it does. Everything bothers me. Must be because you're getting older. Yeah, I turned because the other day. I can't even eat jalapenos anymore. When you were talking about that malt earlier, I... Moth. Malt. Malt. Uh, not the Mothman. See, the Mothman, that's, that's, that's another, another one. See? What we, what we should name this is rattling session. We're just <laughs> rattling back no, and forth. You know what the deal is? We're just so glad to be back because... Um, so, look at this. I went to... Antarctica, which we haven't talked about enough, which we'll have to talk about. Not many people have been there. I went to Antarctica, and then when we came back from Antarctica, I went to the Dominican Republic. And see, I said it wrong. I said the Dominican Republic. And like I said in the other episode, my friends in Dominican Republic get on me. They say, you don't say the Cuba. That's true. That's true. (laughs) You know, they they, they say, well, we don't say, well, I went to the Canada. So they say, stop saying the Dominican Republic. It's so just, do we want to offend our the Ohio State University fans? Well, those goofballs. Huh? Those goofballs. Yeah, so I love, it is I Ohio love State. The, Ohio, the yeah. Ohio State University. Well, I, when I went to Dominican Republic, the, um, 
That's when the corona broke out. And oh, so I right. came back March 21st, I think. And what's today? July. As we tape this, is July 28th. And June. Okay, it's June 28th. Um, and in time between. Time travelers. In between, yes, right. In between that time, we've seen each other twice. Yeah. Probably. And one was just. No, once. Last week at the garage sale. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I've been back March 21st. So we haven't had a chance to get together. and I mean, we've been doing it on the phone, rattling back and forth, but but not like uh, in the studio. We've both been to the studio separately, helping them clean and all that. But so, listen, I think it's... We've I think rambled we've rabbled, rambled on enough. We, we haven't seen each other so long. So what have you learned? You've learned that there's a ghost in Eden Park. Popeyes, you can get your meal right away. Popeyes, you can get your meals right away at an unnamed coffee location, local location here. You can't. And you've learned that uh, we have been social distancing, and we encourage everybody to keep doing the same. Wear your protection. Wear your gloves. Uh, wear your whatever whatever face mask yeah, your, yeah. your 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 uh, doctor uh, recommends. I have mine's my my opinion. Everybody, I'm not going to get into that, but. Stay safe. Wash your hands. I can't believe we have to tell people to wash their hands. But yeah, I mean, look how clean people are now. You know, we do. You, you know, you wash the hands. You stay away from people. Uh, you don't talk to strangers. Don't, don't accept candy. Don't accept candy from strangers. Donuts uh, are okay. As the, as the, your donuts are fine. If a stranger offers you a donut, you can take it. Yes, you never take trust it. a big button a smile. No, because that's poison. Remember that song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, hey, we're glad to be back on air. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing this weekly again. We I announced the schedule last time, but it's so hard with all the restrictions we have. But I think now we got it nailed down. Yeah, just and um, follow our Facebook, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitter Instagram. Instagram. Follow us, like us, keep talking to us, keep giving us your suggestions, and um, and we are still number one on Google search. That's right. If you go Google extra. Search, Podcast, we're number one. Number one on Google search. Matter of fact, we're number we're the top sixteen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're one through sixteen. One through sixteen. So listen to this, Steve. I have a core extra exclusive announcement. Oh, okay. You know, behind the scenes, Steve and I have been sampling different things from different local restaurants, whether it's coffee, bourbon, donuts ice cream, whatever you want to call it. So we're going to start announcing our core extra awards. So what will happen is, say, for example, if we find a place with the best hot dogs, we're going to announce them and give them a nice little certificate yeah, to I put agree. in their place. And we're going to start that in a couple of weeks. We're just rounding up the lists and getting input. We got input from other people. We got input from other people. Um, and we're going to announce our own awards. Cincinnati Magazine does it every year, and uh, I talked to the people at Cincinnati Magazine. Either that or I was reading the Cincinnati Magazine while I was thinking about this. So We, we, have, a, we have a bigger following than the Cincinnati oh, Magazine. Yeah. So we, it's about time we hey, did our awards. Nobody in Poland is reading the Cincinnati Magazine, no. but they're listening to they're us. They're listening to us. That's right. So we are going to uh, start doing that here in, uh, I think, a couple weeks. Uh, I have a, a friend of mine that's a, a design graphic design person, and 
and they are going to make the certificate, and then we're going to start uh, passing them out. So any restaurant that would like to have our vote swayed, send us a gift card. I think you know what to do. <laughs> you know, one of, the, one, of the, one of the awards is going to be most efficient carryout. Oh, and that's big now. I think that, that should be our first one. I think so, too. Most efficient carryout. Because uh, I already have a, two or three in mind. We just have to narrow them down. Yeah, I, I think that, because that's the way it is right now. Everybody's yeah, that's carrying the way it is. No sense in doing best dining experience. I have a great carryout story. I'll save it for next time. All right, we'll do that. Maybe next week we will. Well, maybe we'll try to give the award next week. Yeah, I can get the, I can get the, uh, the, uh, uh, the core extra design staff is on top of it right now. They don't, they don't, they don't leave the studio. No. They work here. They sleep here and everything. So we're rambling now, so we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think we're done, Steve. Uh, I'm done. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. And uh, keep listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Social distance and everything. Thanks a lot.